Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Bright Lights, Angela here. So excited to be with you today. As always, I just love doing this show. You guys uplift me so much. And I really, really hope that the messages that you're getting here and the community that we're forming is uplifting you, making you more confident, and showing you how you can truly make a difference in your community and through that, the world through the good work that you are doing. Today, though, we are going to talk about something I often see that holds people back, and that is that they get a little too mired into the technical structure of what is work. So I know quite a lot of you have your own firm, but we also have a lot of listeners in this community that work for a firm. And firms have a certain structure, right? There are roles, there are project types that the firm specializes in. There are the office politics of who has what relationship with who, who gets along with who, who is seen as the best person for an opportunity, and is it always fair? So we know this goes on. This is kind of hard when you have a group of people to not have this happen. But what I wanted to talk about today is the way that we invest in the structure for the sake of the structure. And we start to say, what can I do that is going to be the path of least resistance? What can I do that is going to cause the least amount of friction and stress in playing this game? and kind of let me coast quietly. And I see that a lot. You know, we feel a little bit like we got caught in the ocean after a storm and we've washed up on the shore, battered by the waves, that we just really don't have it in us to bring our A-game every day. Just really don't have it in us to do more than learn quietly from someone, come to work, and do something that makes us feel good because we have a competence to that work. And that then if we put work on autopilot, we can focus on the rest of our lives. That is a really, really, really common thing that I see. I see it at my firm. I've seen it at firms I've worked in in the past. I've heard it from coaching clients. I see it on architecture community boards. It's just everywhere. This feeling that it's too much. What can I do to get more on autopilot? And today, I'm not going to let you sit there. I'm going to push you to say, if you're comfortable, you're stagnant. That's right. 
If you're comfortable, you are stagnating. It's when you feel that push, when you feel that restlessness, when you feel scared and do it anyway. You are growing and doing and being your fullest potential, and that is what the world needs you to do. Not sit back in the bureaucracy of how a business is structured. Find your safe spot and coast. You were never meant to do that. None of us were ever meant to do that. And if you do that, you're never going to really see your career go anywhere either, because nobody promotes the complacent. That kind of gets me to the idea of: Can it ever be easy? I mean, if it's so fraught. To be your best self, and there's other things in your life demanding your time and your attention. It's so easy to just say, "Up, I'm out. I'm out. Can't do it. Can't do it." And we hear so much in our culture about stress management and time management, and the message is always to take the thing that stresses you out and to stop doing it. On the surface, that's not terrible advice, but Wanted to talk about today that there are two kinds of stress, and you may not have known this. We use the word stress pejoratively; it always means a bad thing. I'm so stressed out. This is so stressful. But the truth is that there is something called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, which is good, positive stress. It's what motivates you. And then there is. Distress, which is the negative kind, as you can probably tell, and I want to encourage you because language matters. We did an exercise last week about feeling into words. If you were to substitute the word distress every time you wanted to use stress in a negative way, what would that start to mean to you? Oh my God, I am so distressed. Oh my God, this is so distressing. When you do that, what what you start to notice is that that shift in the language to a more precise word kind of makes you feel like a victim. Kind of makes you feel like you have no control over your circumstances. So rather than feeling like it's a badge of honor. It starts to feel a little less comfortable to say that. Starts to feel a little bit more like you need to step in and take action to say that. When you do, you're going to come up against what is called the growth edge. To evolve means to go into uncharted territory. It means to do something you've never done before. And if you've never done something before, you have no idea how it's going to turn out. Could be an epic disaster, but now you've learned. So the next time you do it, you can do it better, and that may fail too. But the next time you do it, it'll be even better. And the the key to success, and you can look at the stories of famous people. They simply don't give up. If they believe they are meant to do something, meant to be somewhere, meant to have an opportunity. They relentlessly pursue it, 
And they all have their epic fail stories and they don't care. They don't shut themselves down. They keep on going. They keep on pushing to what they want. They will do things that are unconventional. They will reach out to people with courage they never would have had if they weren't so motivated to do that because they simply must be what they were meant to be. Back to you at the office, feeling like, what is the most comfortable role I could have? What is the easiest thing for me to learn competence at and just get comfortable? I'm going to challenge you to say, what do I love to do? What makes my heart sing? If I go back to when I decided to go to college and major in architecture, what was behind that? What did that 18-year-old self aspire to? What did he or she think was going to happen as they worked as an architect? Let that dream kind of blossom and bloom and not feel like too much. Now, at that time, you certainly didn't have a good handle on all the different career paths that might be open to you. And there probably have been new evolutions in the practice of architecture that weren't even available to you back then, unless you are a very recent graduate. It's not about the specific outcome. It's about how it made you feel when you held that big dream. Not about the specifics. So maybe you watched The Fountainhead and you wanted to be principled, just like Howard Rourke and take a stand and you quickly learned why that doesn't work at all and is not appropriate and why being a lone wolf in the profession that requires teamwork and collaboration both in your firm, with your consultants, with your clients, with the community to really get the right answer matters, right? So that standoffish, take a stand, die on the hill attitude that might have inspired you isn't really true. It isn't really how it works. But what else got unlocked for you? Maybe you learned about social justice. Maybe you learned about inequities within your own city in how resources are distributed. Maybe you could become an expert in affordable housing. Maybe you learned about how design affects our psyches and you are designing buildings to help people be calm and be focused and restore themselves. Maybe that's your work. Maybe you're taking a stand for design being more than just aesthetics, that design makes a difference and you want to get that message out. So it's not about the title you have at the firm where you work or even the specific role. You know, is it project architect? Is it designer? Is it project manager? It's about... How is the work you're doing having a deeper message that is aligned with your mission? Now, you might say, well, wait a minute. 
that's my mission, but the firm isn't going to agree with me, and I can't just unilaterally march off. Not true. You get to share your mission with others. You get to say, this is my big why. What's your big why? And I bet when you do that, you're going to find like-minded people. And some of those people are going to be your supervisors. Some of those people are going to be division managers or owners of the company. Some of those people are market directors. And when they hear clearly and explicitly from you what your big why is, they are going to help you find opportunities that align with that why. And that is powerful. And that begins to become a recurring theme in everything you do, in every project you work on, in the way that you share information with your team, in the way that you resonate that message with them too and inspire them to be working in an alignment. When you hear their big whys, maybe they're not that far apart from yours. Maybe you can find some overlap in the Venn diagram of your team's big whys, and that can be the driving force of your project, that area of intersection, that convergence that is so, so powerful, so focused, and so clear. Far from coasting in your comfort area, you need to be aligned with your deepest heart-led dreams and mission and purpose. And you need to be doing work from that focal point. You need to be doing work from that place. You need to be communicating it. You need to be growing in that direction. You need to be feeding that expertise. All right, so let's wrap it up. Number one, you never get anywhere in your career by being complacent. The only way to do that is to operate from a heart-led place where you take no matter what actions, where you build on the convergence of your passion and the passion of those around you. Number two, failure is how we learn. The dumpster fires give us our greatest wisdom and build the greatest expertise. When we look at experts, their stories, their growth happens from the dumpster fires. We don't learn anything when everything works out perfectly. Finally, Success is not about specifics. So while today you need to think specifically, focus on how it makes you feel. Stay aligned with that feeling, knowing that as you work on your growth edge, as you evolve, as new opportunities come, the success realized probably won't look like what you think it will look like today. But if you followed your heart and stayed aligned with that feeling, you will find something even better and more amazing. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please drop me a note on Instagram, comment on the show, tell us your big takeaways and how you are putting what you're learning on this show 
to work for you. If you know someone who would benefit from this information, please share, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. I love to read reviews online and let others know what you're all thinking about the show and following one another and building our community. Like this review from 10406. Just what I needed to hear. There are a lot of podcasts about architecture, but no other one focuses on what Angela calls the architecture lifestyle. I love that she takes down limiting beliefs and career obstacles one by one. Thanks for that review. I am truly honored that I am able to touch your lives in this way and help make an impact so you can make an impact. Don't forget, we are on Clubhouse on Sunday afternoons where I have virtual office hours and give laser coaching around the topics that were the theme of the podcast that week. And we also do Architects as Healers, Buildings as Medicine. My partner, Megan Mazzocco, and I interview a guest expert around issues on how design impacts well-being. So I really hope to see you there. Hope to hear from you on Instagram. Take care. Have a great week. Stay inspired. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired. (laughs)